is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It is so nice to be with you, and if you have been spending time with your family and your friends, Merry Christmas. I just want to make sure I tell you that as well. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. We have got a lot to chat about uh, on the show, and Mr. Producer, if you'll put the, uh, the, the, the music everything in my ear, for some reason I couldn't hear it there for a second. Uh, I want to get into some of the biggest news of the day. There is a story you may not know about, and that is this. Joe Biden's Department of Justice prevented Leslie Wolf from discussing details about David Weiss's authority when it came to charging Hunter Biden. That's what we've been told. This now coming from the Daily Caller, James Lynch, the investigative reporter there, saying, quote, the scope of top Hunter Biden prosecutor David Weiss's authority was off limits for his former staffer when she testified before Congress. That's right. The former assistant U.S. attorney for the District of Delaware, Leslie Wolf, testified December the 14th before the House Judiciary Committee and did not have permission to discuss the details of Weiss's charging authority on the Hunter Biden case, according to a transcript that's been reviewed now by the Daily Caller. This is shocking. Wolf was asked, and I'm going to read the transcript for you. Quote, okay, with respect to the Hunter Biden case, Stuart Goldberg testified that even though David Weiss has said he has ultimate charging authority, that the tax division still was required to approve any tax charges. Was that your understanding? Again, Wolf was asked this, quote, I am not authorized to speak on the particulars of an ongoing matter. Wolf replied, okay, so you're not authorized to speak on David Weiss's charging authority, question mark. I mean, that's been one of the areas that the Justice Department has allowed witnesses to address. The committee then responded, quote, It is my understanding that because you have heard directly from others on this issue who are in a far better position than I am to speak to the actual scope of his authority, that I am not authorized to speak on that, Wolf answered. The response? So, you're not authorized to speak on Weiss's authority? That's correct, Wolf said. She proceeded to give a generalized description of what she believed Weiss's authority to be without going into detail, saying, quote, it was always my understanding without the particulars was that U.S. Attorney Weiss would have the necessary authority to bring charges that he believed were appropriate to bring in any jurisdiction that he felt was appropriate to bring said charges in. Wolf then stated She did not answer specific questions related to cases she worked on where DOJ tax authority might have been an issue. Wolf instead spoke vaguely about the tax division's general approval processes and referred to the criminal tax division manual for those responses. Now, the reason why I'm reading this for you is because you need to understand what a cover-up sounds like. You need to understand how corrupt the DOJ is when it comes to protecting the president of the United States of America. 
And to protect the president of the United States of America, they had to make sure that Hunter Biden was not charged with real crimes. Now we understand how all this went down. Now, the acting deputy assistant attorney general for the Department of Justice, the tax division, Stuart Goldberg, testified before the Judiciary Committee in October and said the DOJ tax division has approval authority over Weiss's investigative steps and any potential charges he decides to level against Hunter Biden, according to the transcript that was also now reviewed by the Daily Caller. So what does this mean? It means that you and I and every American were lied to. When they said that David Weiss had the ultimate power and authority to charge Hunter Biden wherever he saw it fit, meaning in New York or California or Delaware, wherever the crimes could have been committed, we were lied to. He did not, based on the transcripts and the testimony, have the approval or the authority to actually take the steps to charge Hunter Biden with the major tax charges. Now, this also explains more of the protection of Hunter Biden. We got to go back, and I, and I want to remind you, because this should be a massive year election year issue, number one, all right? So, so understand, this needs to be brought up by every Republican that's running for president right now, and obviously Donald Trump would be leading on this. But this is the part you have to understand about the lies that have been told here. David Weiss, when he was investigating Hunter Biden was never actually investigating Hunter Biden. He was protecting Hunter Biden. Now, how do, when I say that, I, I, that's a pretty intense claim, right? That's a pretty big accusation that I'm making. Well, to be clear, I'm not the only one making this accusation. We know for a fact that they allowed the statute of limitations to run out on the most egregious tax charges that would have been filed against Hunter Biden. The statute of limitations was coming up. They knew that the statute of limitations was coming up and they allowed them to expire for the charges that would have been federal offenses that would have been had Hunter Biden facing significant and real jail time. So if you are actually investigating crimes as they claim that they were investigating against Hunter Biden, you sure as hell wouldn't have allowed the statute of limitations to run out on those charges that you were planning on bringing against Hunter Biden, unless you are protecting the president's son at all costs to cover all of this up, which goes back to the ap- acting deputy assistant attorney general for the Department of Justice Tax Division, Goldberg testifying back in October, as I mentioned a moment ago, and he said that the DOJ Tax Division has approval authority over Weiss's investigative steps and any potential tax charges he decides to level against Hunter Biden. That's in the transcript. Now, listen to this. Goldberg cited the DOJ's own manual and regulations outlining the scope of the DOJ's tax division authority. The guidelines still apply even with Weiss's special counsel status. Goldberg went on to state, Weiss confirmed that the DOJ's tax division's authority under federal regulations and the Department of Justice's manual when he testified before the Judiciary Committee in November, according to another transcript reviewed, Weiss pointed out he did not run into problems with the DOJ tax officials during the Hunter Biden investigation. So what does that mean? 
It means that they were all working together to make sure that the statute of limitations expired so that the most egregious tax crimes could not be brought against Hunter Biden, which would protect the dad which would protect the president and then the vice president of the United States of America in their corrupt business practices. Because if you did charge Hunter Biden with these tax charges, it would have opened up the entire can of worms in the courtroom that would expose the corruption of the Biden crime family. We go back to the charging of Hunter Biden. All right, let's, let's go back to the sweetheart deal and the charges against him. There was a charge of the gun issue, right? That he bought the gun while he was under the influence and using drugs at the time. And it was very easy to prove that. He was going to get the sweetheart deal. They knew he was going to get the deal and everything was just going to be fine, right? That was the whole ball game. Remember? Why did they choose that to be one of the charges? Because it didn't connect anything to the Biden crime family. The tax charge, that charge, the gun charge was completely separate and independent of any of the Biden crime family activities. It didn't connect the father to him, China, Romania, Russia, any of the corruption or collusion that we've talked about in the money that was flowing into the Biden bank accounts. That's why they went with that. They also went with some of the tax issues that also were about basic issues of like failure to file, for example. Or th- those issues would again also insulate and protect Joe Biden. Now, if they would have charged him with the biggest and the major tax charges, it would have then brought in evidence that would then connect the Biden crime family to the corruption of, you guessed it, Hunter Biden. Now, this is where Weiss comes in. Weiss being the Delaware U.S. attorney, quote, defended Wolf and his entire team on the Hunter Biden case during his testimony. Now, Wolf is no longer employed by the DOJ and left her position weeks before her testimony. I guess this is what happens when you're going to get paid. This also comes back to how brave the IRS whistleblowers actually were. Let me remind you of two people. I think we've talked about this before on this show. IRS whistleblowers Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler have accused Wolf and other DOJ officials of giving Hunter Biden special treatment throughout the ongoing criminal investigation into the first son, and it centered all around his taxes and the millions of dollars that were coming in. In fact, listen carefully to this, witness testimony from the DOJ, witness testimony from the FBI, and witness testimony from IRS officials all confirmed key allegations that were first brought forward by these two brave IRS whistleblowers. You may have forgotten that House Republicans detailed all of this and, and, and showed that the, this perceived, you know, Weiss's charging authority was not real. And the DOJ's tax division ability to prove that Weiss's decision was clearly protecting the president. One major allegation, by the way, that was provided by that IRS whistleblower uh, who was brave man, a hero, Gary Shapley, was that David Weiss stated at an October the 7th, 2022 meeting. This isn't that long ago, folks. October the 7th, 2022. We're talking just over a year ago. There was a meeting and the DOJ rejected his request for special counsel authority and instructed Weiss to follow the process, quote unquote. Shapley's attorneys 
have released an email Shapley sent and handwritten notes documenting his accounts of that October the 7th, 2022 meeting where the special treatment was being given to the Bidens. Weiss, by the way, confirmed DOJ officials rejected. So this is on the record now. Weiss confirmed that the DOJ officials rejected his request for special attorney authority under Section 515 in the spring of last year and told him to follow the process instead. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan also told reporters that Weiss's testimony vindicated the IRS whistleblowers and confirmed the accusations from Gary Shapley. I want to get some of your phone calls in here. 1-877-381-3811. Now, all of this information I gave you, which is complicated, I understand that. I'm going to put it all up on my uh, on social media so you can follow me on Instagram at Ben Ferguson podcast. I'll put it up on X known as Twitter Ben Ferguson show on Twitter. I'll put it up on Facebook as well. I've got more to tell you about this. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. I hope you had a fabulous Christmas with your family and your friends. And many of you may be on the road driving back right now. And you may have taken a few days off from covering the news uh, and seeing what's going on. And my oh my, do I have a lot to tell you. If you just joined us, we're talking about some shocking details now that deal with uh, the IRS whistleblowers. And new allegations that the American people were lied to and Congress were lied to about the charging authority that David Weiss actually had. Now, in addition to all the information that I just told you, Weiss also confirmed that President Biden appointed U.S. attorneys for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, and the Central District of California, E. Martin Estrada. They did not cooperate on the Hunter Biden case. Let me say it again. They did not cooperate on the Hunter Biden case. And now I, I wonder why, right? Like, why would they not have cooperated on the Hunter Biden case? Could it be because 
They deliberately wanted to make sure that Joe Biden got away with all the crimes that he got away with. Could it be that they wanted to make sure that they protected the president of the United States of America? Let's let's dive into that idea for a second. Graves choice resulted in the statute of limitations expiring. This is a fact. If you're taking notes, write this one down. It resulted in the statute of limitations expiring for all of the alleged tax-related offenses committed by Hunter Biden, the most egregious ones in 2014 and 2015 tax years, Weiss has confirmed. So this isn't up for debate. And when you're dealing with these woke, crazy, psycho liberals, this is a point you should be making. Weiss has admitted it. Yes, I am a guy that was supposed to be investigating Hunter Biden. Instead, I was acting like he was his attorney and I was protecting Joe Biden. Remember, I don't give a crap about Hunter Biden. I want to say that again. I don't give a crap about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is a bag man. Okay. He's a bag man that was an addict that was abused by his own family. They saw an opportunity to abuse their power. In fact, let me just back that up real quick by reminding you of what Hunter Biden said in his own words. Okay, in his own words, when Hunter Biden had that press conference, remember that press conference? He talked about his daddy. Right. He talked about his dad and, 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 you know, they were loving me and kind to me. Listen to Hunter Biden in his own words. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. And certainly not as an artist. That was added in there by the lawyers in front of Capitol Hill. Right. I mean, that was that was a cover your AWS statement. If I've ever heard one. Notice how they changed it. It used to be the line was my father was never uh, never knew anything about my business dealings. I'm not done, folks. I got more on this. I'm going to blow your mind. Don't forget all of this intel I'm giving you now. I'm going to put it up on social media. Follow me during the break. Ben Ferguson show on X on Instagram. Ben Ferguson podcast. Don't forget you can download my podcast as well and keep up with me all the time. Ben Ferguson filling in for Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N. To 68592. Again, text Levin to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877 381 3811. 
Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It is such an honor to be with you, and I hope you had a great time with your family over the Christmas holidays. If you just joined us, we're chatting about Hunter Biden right now and uh, this uh, shocking new details that are coming out about the lack of charging authority from David Weiss, something that we've been clearly lied to about, saying that he had the authority to charge. Uh, this is what they claim, the DOJ, the Biden administration. Oh, he had the authority to charge wherever he needed to charge. That is not the case. And now we're learning just how much the DOJ was covering for the Biden crime family. Let me also play for you this from Hunter Biden, because I I said this a moment ago, and I want to make the point again. Hunter Biden has said over and over again, you know, my father was never involved in the story changed. Right. At first, it was my father never talked about business, you know, and then Hunter Biden or, or Joe Biden said it over and over again. I never talked about the, you know, the business dealings with the period. Right. Where there's a we're going to have a concrete wall, a brick wall between my family's business and me. Right. And that's what we're going to do. Well, that was a lie. And, and it's been constant lies over and over and over again. But I also told you what the alibi was going to be. The alibi was always going to be Hunter Biden didn't do anything wrong. And if he did, it was only because he was a drug addict. That was the alibi. Because that's an alibi you couldn't use with James Biden or any other Biden crime family members. Right. You needed somebody. And I, and I want you to think about just how how evil you have to be. And this is, again, my opinion. But this is based on the assessment of the information that I now have. James Biden, the president's brother, Dr. Jill Biden, Joe Biden, they all knew that Hunter Biden was an addict. We know that from the laptop. We know that from the emails. We know that from the books that have been written by the family. If you know that your family member is an addict, why would you give them access to millions of dollars to feed that habit that could kill them? We know that they knew that when the money was flowing in from all these shady business deals that he was doing with Burisma and Romania and China, right, and Russia and the oligarchs there, that they they knew the money was going to human trafficking, sex trafficking, prostitutes, and, and an unbelievable amount of drug use. They didn't care. They didn't care because that was the only way they could funnel the money into the Biden crime family. In fact, they exploited their own family members' drug use and abuse, addiction, which just is, is sick on so many different levels because they said, hey, this is great. He can do things that we would never do. Hunter Biden can do deals with Russian oligarchs that are best friends with the Putins and, and Chinese Communist Party officials because he's an addict. James Biden, by the way, was smart enough to never take those risks, not in the same way that Hunter Biden was willing to do the deals. And in fact, they were basically pimps for Hunter Biden, the Biden crime family. And this includes the president of the United States of America. They, they prostituted him out. It was, hey, you need a fix, don't you? OK, well, here, do this deal with these shady business people, make them happy, and then you'll get a paycheck. They exploited his drug addiction. You want to know why I will never trust the Biden crime family to care about me or you or anybody else? Because they didn't even protect like they didn't even protect their own son. 
You know, Dr. Jill Biden walks around like she's a doctor, right? Like an MD. And she and everybody's got to say doctor this and doctor that. And doc, like what kind of woman allows a family member to be exploited this way? Where's the where's the nurturing aspect of, of, of that uh, of, of, of a woman who's saying, hey, you guys could kill him. Y'all are giving him all this money that he's blowing through. What you, like we're going to get a phone call in the middle of the night. What you would do normally is cut that person off. It's the same reason why I don't give money to homeless people on the side of the road, because I know 99% of the time that money is going to go to what? Alcoholism or drug abuse. I know that. I'm not an idiot. By the way, it doesn't mean I don't give to homeless shelters where they're trying to help people get away from that lifestyle. I have massive compassion for people that are drug addicts. I really do. I have massive compassion for people that get, get addicted to opioids, for example. I've had friends, and by the way, lost friends to opioid addiction. Many of them that never knew that they were about to be given a narcotic that was going to change their life forever in a legal way. But what I wouldn't do is if someone had an opioid addiction, I wouldn't say, hey, come work for me and I'll give you money and then you can keep your addiction alive. Like, I wouldn't do that. That's what the Biden family did to their own son. And it goes back to the alibi. They knew there was an alibi, right? So Hunter Biden says, my father was never involved in my business dealings. Okay, well, let me rephrase that. My father never profited from my business dealings. All right, well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. My father never actually made direct money off my artwork, right? Like this, the, the narrative keeps changing. And then what's the alibi? Well, uh, you know, they loved me when I was an addict. During my battle with addiction, my parents were there for me. Were they? Were they really there for you? Or did they use your addiction to make them more money? The 10% for the big guy. I mean, you guys had some hell of a years in the business while you were an addict. They literally saved my life. Did they? Did they save your life or did they exploit your addiction to enrich themselves? Uh, this is the only time I've ever actually felt compassion for Hunter Biden. When I saw him in front of the Capitol doing this press conference, reading these words, I was sitting there and I'm like, wow, I actually felt bad for him. This is a grown man who needed a father and family members that gave him real love and compassion while in the depths of addiction. And instead, they gave him what he needed to get his next high. They gave him access to business deals and access to money that no normal parent or human being would ever give to an addict. And they did it. In fact, they made more money because of his addiction because this was the alibi all along. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. And of course, they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You've changed again. At first, it was my father never spoke to anybody in my business. 
Then it was my father did take phone calls to talk about the weather. Then it was, well, maybe he played golf with some of my business associates. Then it was, okay, well, maybe he gave me some advice on business. And then it changed to what he just said. Well, he didn't financially make any money directly. And, of course, the same line they say over and over again. There was no evidence to connect. There is evidence. You paid for a whole lot of daddy's stuff, including a remodel of a house. You have direct payments coming in from China and Ukraine and then money directly going into your father's bank account on the same days that the money was being transferred. You have the WhatsApp message where you say you're sitting there with your father and then $5 million shows up within a week of you sending the message threatening that your father and you would get angry. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts by cherry-picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating texts I sent. Here's my question. When did they manipulate text messages? I've been asking that question since this press conference, and no one's been able to answer that question for me. When did they manipulate text messages? The reason why I'm asking the question is because I can tell you the answer. It never happened. There was no text messages that they manipulated. But you throw out there that, right, the other side is evil, the other side is bad, the other side's doing everything wrong, that my father is completely clean from this. Here's my question. If your father is clean, then why was he making millions and millions of dollars off of your activities? And, and, and then ask yourself this question. And this may be the most important question of all. What was the product that Hunter Biden was selling? Was he selling a widget? Was it, what, what was he selling? What was Hunter Biden selling? I can tell you, by the way, what he was selling. He was selling access. That's what he was selling. He was selling the access to the Biden family. And the only person in the Biden family that mattered was Joe Biden. That was what he was selling. That is the access. That's the whole ball game. That's everything, folks. That's all of it. The product was Joe Biden. And the product by default was the United States government. And they sit there and they say, oh, there's no evidence. There's nothing here. There's no there there, right? There's nothing here. Okay, so let's go back to what we learned from Weiss and wrap this up. You look at the two IRS whistleblowers, Graves and Estrada. They testified separately before the House Judiciary Committee in October, and they both said they did not partner with Weiss on the case, according to the transcripts. Graves and Estrada's conduct was first highlighted by the IRS whistleblowers. The IRS agents testified to the House Ways and Means Committee that Hunter Biden's alleged tax crimes were in 14 and 15 tax years were tied to income he received, listen carefully, from Ukrainian energy firm Burisma Holdings. Wolf then faced additional questions in relation to Weiss's ability to charge outside of his jurisdiction and the Section 515 request he made in the spring of 2022. She repeatedly declined to answer those specific questions and deferred them to David Weiss. Quote, I think again. 
to the extent I'm authorized to speak on the scope of the U.S. Attorney Weiss's authority, I indicated it was my understanding that he would have the authority he needed. The particulars of that and what it looks like, what it looked like, I do not have either authorization to speak to or, quite frankly, the knowledge thereof will reiterate it. So in other words, I don't know anything, right? You know, James Comer, Jim Jordan, I don't know nothing here. Weiss, by the way, wrote three letters to congressional lawmakers addressing the IRS whistleblower's allegations prior to his testimony. In a June 7th letter, Weiss said he had ultimate authority over the Hunter Biden case, yet he wrote a letter later that month saying his charging authority had geographical limitations. So he lied to Congress, and it's his own words in his own letters. Then, Weiss subsequently wrote a letter in July to Republican South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham denying Shapley's accusations he requested special counsel authority. He alluded to internal discussions over the special attorney authority without going into detail. And the Attorney General Garland appointed Weiss special counsel in August following the IRS whistleblower allegations and the collapse of the Hunter Biden guilty plea agreement in Delaware. Weiss is simultaneously serving as special counsel and the Delaware U.S. attorney. Garland testified in September and similarly deferred to Weiss on particular details of the Hunter Biden investigation, the charging authority. Hunter Biden is staring down nine federal tax charges in the Central District of California, including three felonies and three federal gun charges in Delaware. He pleaded not guilty, as you know, in October to the gun charges and seeks to have them dismissed. So what did Shapley and Ziegler say? In a statement, they were vindicated by the California tax indictment. Hunter Biden is suing the IRS for alleged disclosures by the whistleblowers. This isn't a joke. And Hunter Biden's arraignment for the California tax charges is scheduled to take place in January. So all that I just told you, what this means is the whistleblowers were telling the truth. David Weiss was lying. The White House was lying. The president of the United States of America was lying. And what we do know is this. The product has always been Joe Biden. I don't give a crap about Hunter. I care about Joe. All of this intel I'm giving you, I'll put it up on on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, so you can grab it and share it with your friends. Okay? I've just put a link up there. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today. By texting LEVIN to 68592, that's L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592, or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one as we're talking about corruption with the Biden crime family. Uh, and now new shocking details emerging, undermining uh, the lies have been told by those who act like they are actually investigating the Biden crime family. I want to get to your phone calls, get your reaction to all of this. The number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. By the way, uh, the, all the details that I gave you um, from that story are up on uh, social media right now. I put up the links for you up there on Twitter or X now. You can follow me, Ben Ferguson Show there. If you're on Instagram, it's up there as well. Uh, on Instagram, Ben Ferguson Podcast on Instagram. I've got it up there for you. Let me get to your phone calls. Uh, let me go to Ralph in Central Florida. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Thank you, Ben, for taking my call. <clears throat> I've been trying to get through to Mark now for a couple of weeks. It's difficult to get through. Let me just say before I start, so people might take me seriously. I worked with labor from the mid-70s to the late 1990s. I was a delegate to COPE, Council on Political Education for the FLCIO. I'm a retired 51-year member of the Operating Engineers, and that took care of their politics. I was the, um, uh, I was a delegate to the Latin American Democratic Council for a year. I've been involved in a lot of stuff in South Florida with labor, but I'm no longer a Democrat. I'm a registered conservative Republican now, voted for Trump. So your point is what? Go ahead. Sorry? I said, so the point you want to make is what? Well, the point I want to make is they're smart and they've got more than one plan. You know, we can go through all the stupid plans about Michelle Obama and stuff, but I think one of the plans they have in mind is, and you're right on, and I'm afraid that the fact that we're making so much of an issue about Biden is going to cause them to go to another plan. Uh, You know, when uh, the president gave his State of the Union address, he talked bad about MAGA and the, the, me, the media has been talking bad about MAGA. They're trying to condition the American people uh, from January 6th right on that the MAGAs are troublemakers. So we're the problem. Okay, they, they, they treat us, by the way, Ralph, as domestic terrorists. That's how they're going to look at us and just be ready for it. Understand it. That's what, he, that's what they're going to do here, Ralph. And I appreciate your phone call, but you better be ready for that moving into this election year. Uh, they believe that we are the worst people in the world. They want to silence us. They want to shut us up. They want to make make sure the president of the United States of America is off the ballot everywhere, which we're going to talk about next. So stay with me for that, Ralph. I appreciate the phone call. 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. More coming up. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Welcome. It is hour two. Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It is so nice to have you with us, especially after this uh, Christmas holiday. want to wish all of you a I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and uh, getting to spend time with your family and friends. Let me also say this. I just want to say thank you to all our men and women in uniform, all the moms, the dads, the husbands, the wives that uh, worked on those holidays for for incredible people that wear a badge, uh, first responders, uh, doctors, nurses. uh, You guys are heroes. You work during those holidays and you spend time away from your family. There's so many men and women around the country that are, are sacrificing to protect and defend this country. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, I, I say it a lot and I, I still feel guilty on those holidays because I know there's some of you without family. I know there's some of you that are missing a loved one at their dinner table during the holidays who's given the ultimate uh, sacrifice for their country to protect their fellow men uh, and women. And I just, I, I say it and I mean it sincerely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, let's talk about this new move by Democrats to overthrow our government and how they're doing it is they're trying to take the front runner of the Republican Party, Donald J. Trump, off the ballot all over the country. Michigan moved after Colorado to do exactly the same thing. Now, thank goodness the Michigan Supreme Court has rejected the attempt to remove Trump from the ballot. I'm going to read from you something from the Washington Post, and I do this so that you can hear what the left is saying. The Michigan Supreme Court allows Trump to appear on the 2024 primary ballot. Now, I want you to just think about that headline there, right? Under the headline, Democracy in America, Michigan Supreme Court allows Trump, allows him to appear on the ballot. Just the headline there enough is it it should give you chills. What world are we living in in the United States of America where a newspaper, the Washington Post, right? They under the and they have under the Washington Post democracy dies in darkness and democracy in America. They use the word allows Trump to appear on the primary ballot. That is not the headline that, that, that is accurate or that should be used here. But what they're trying to do is condition the reader to believe that you should have the right to decide or states should have the right to decide who they who they choose to give you the chance to vote for a candidate, not you, the voter, that they can dictate to you who can and cannot be on the ballot, therefore dictate to you who you can and cannot vote for. And this is the reason why I read this headline to you from The Washington Post, because they're trying to act like you as an American citizen, don't have the right to choose for yourself who you get to vote for. Now, I'm going to say this, and I mean this. This is much bigger than Donald Trump. This is about democracy in this country. We as voters should get to decide who we want to vote for. The voters should get to decide if they want to vote for someone like a Fetterman or an AOC. Now, I don't live right where AOC is elected, but AOC was elected by the people. And when I see people like AOC that get elected or Rashid Tlaib or Alam Omar, what I know is that um, that those are signs that, that democracy is alive and well in this country. And when I say that 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 shows me that uh, democracy is alive and well, it means that anybody can get elected in this country. And that is a good thing. Right. I want to know um, that idiots can get elected. 
I don't like that they actually are elected, but I want to know that incompetent people can get elected. And that means that the people can decide who they want and that they can make bad choices. Joe Biden, by the way, was a bad choice. In my opinion, there were others that disagree with me. But you look at these morons in Congress. You look at people that are like, for example, you know, Fetterman, who was clearly incapacitated when they was elected. That tells me that democracy is alive and well. You look at people like, uh, I mean, look at some of the imbeciles in Congress. Um, not just the, the squad, right? And they're, and they're idiots on a, on a whole nother level. No, no doubt about that. But you look at people like just these morons that get elected by race baiting. Uh, one of them is a guy uh, that ate chicken. His biggest accomplishment was eating a, a chicken out of a bucket in a, in, a, in a joke move, trying to mock his other side, Republicans in Congress. Steve Cohen, he's a congressman. Now, it, it terrifies me that a guy whose biggest accomplishment, which is eating greasy bucket of cold chicken in Congress, can actually get elected and reelected. But it also reminds me that democracy is alive and well for the fact that that guy actually can get elected. And what Democrats are trying to do now, what they're trying to condition you to, is something very different than that. What they're trying to condition you to is to believe that you actually don't have a right to decide who you're going to vote for. Instead, they want you to believe that they are the ones that choose the candidates for you, and then you get to decide from their list of candidates who to vote for from their pre-approved list. That is what they're trying to do now with Donald Trump and trying to take Donald Trump off the ballot and take him off the ballot in Colorado. In fact, I was watching the news. It was either yesterday morning or this morning. I can't remember. I was watching both days, but I don't remember when they played this. But they were saying, well, it's good that Michigan decided the way that Michigan did. Um, And and, and that tells you that states' rights are alive and well because the, the state rights in Michigan are very different than the state's rights in Colorado, for example. So they're saying, well, this is a good thing that we had two different perspectives here and rulings. And and so therefore, everybody should be excited that this has happened. And this just shows you that democracy is alive and well. Now, that's their way of covering for their anger. And their anger is they're furious that this even became an issue. They're furious that Joe Biden uh, isn't just automatically being coronated. And they're furious that Michigan decided to stand up for freedom of, of, of a free election and that the people should decide who their nominee is, not a government agency or a government institution. And that's their way for covering on this. When I was watching, I think it was on ABC. It was one of the communist news channels, ABC, NBC, or CBS. And they're like, well, you know, we, we, you know Colorado's a little different. And, and of course, they're advocating for what happened in Colorado. But they're trying to cover for it, saying, well, the laws are different in places like Michigan. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. Donald Trump, I truly believe, will be on the ballot in every state in America. Only because the Supreme Court is the stopgap. What worries me is that we're now getting people accustomed to this idea that the government should decide who you can be allowed to vote for. They give you their candidates that they approve, and then you get to pick 
the lesser of the of the evils that are presented to you. That is scary to me. That is scary on a level that that I don't think even people understand just how bad this is for the future of this country, because this is not democracy. And you go back to this headline from The Washington Post, Michigan Supreme Court allows Trump. It shouldn't be allowing him. The idea that I, I reject the premise of the headline that that, you know, this idea that he is being allowed like, all right, well, we're going to allow him. Donald Trump should be on the damn ballot, period. And it shouldn't be a government institution that decides whether I can or cannot vote for Donald J. Trump. And this is bigger than Trump, because if they can do this to the guy that's clearly the leading candidate for the Republican Party, then they can start doing it for city council races and mayor's races and governor's races. They can do this all over the country. They can then decide, oh, well, this person's too radical for us because this person actually, for example, believes in the Constitution. This person actually believes in rule of law. This person actually believes in law and order. So so we can't let them on the ballot. That's what this is going to turn into. That's why they're working so hard right now to condition you to believe that the government should be able to decide for you who you can or cannot vote for. And that is somehow normal. Like, hey, we'll give you a list, right? You, you, you bring us a list and we'll decide who we'll allow on our list. And then you, then, we'll, then, then, then you get to pick from our list. That is what happens in communist, socialist, and Marxist regimes. The United States government was set up to be for the people, by the people, not be set up for government leaders to dictate to the people who they can and cannot vote for. Colorado went rogue, no doubt about it. So are a bunch of other states, by the way. A bunch of other states are going to go rogue. And they're going to try to convince you, even if they lose this round, it's about winning in the future, right? We may not be able to keep Donald Trump off the ballot this time, but damn it, in the future, we're going to be able to get other candidates to be off the ballot because we've decided that this is the way things are supposed to work. They can't believe Donald Trump won the first time. They altered and changed the way we did our elections to beat him the second time in the name of COVID. And this time they're afraid that he's going to win to the point where they're like, well, we can't even allow you to vote for your candidate of choice. Now, they'll allow you to vote for a Nikki Haley right now, right? They'll allow you to vote for a Vivek Ramaswamy right now. They'll allow you to vote for a Chris Christie right now. They could change their minds, by the way, on those candidates down the road. But right now, the candidate they say you cannot vote for, that we will not allow you to vote for, is the candidate that they think is the most threatening to them and their power in the deep state, and that is clearly Donald J. Trump. That's who you can't vote for. These are the same people, and I I remind you, history matters here. These are the same people that last time, when Donald Trump was elected, they told you that he was the illegitimate president of the United States of America, and they said that they must get rid of him. And what do they do? They used a dossier, a steel dossier, that the FBI already had classified as what they described as, quote, user-generated, okay, 
User-generated, meaning it was created by the person that brought it to us. It was already classified that way. And not only was it classified that way as user-generated, but it was also something else that was shocking. It was the fact that they knew that it was paid for and created out of thin air by Hillary Clinton for president and the Democratic National Committee. And they used that material that they knew that they created to then try to overthrow the will of the people with impeaching Donald Trump the first time. They tried to overthrow the will of the people the first time because they didn't like who you chose. And now what they're doing is they're saying, okay, we can't trust the people to choose the right candidate. So now we're just going to take the candidates we don't like off of the ballot altogether. You understand that this is how communists and socialist regimes grab power. I want to get your phone calls in here. 877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Traveling for the holidays? Pure Talk has you covered because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network, so the coverage is second to none. So don't delay, folks. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team. Now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin. That's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M to make the switch, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com slash Levin to start saving on wireless right now. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. If you just join us, we're talking about Democrats' obsession with taking away your right to choose who your candidates will be in elections. This is so much bigger than Donald Trump. What we have witnessed in Colorado is something that I guarantee you within the next five years will turn into local candidates there or statewide candidates there that they find are a threat to their power. And I'm referring to Democrats. Now, the Washington Post article that I mentioned a moment ago also starts out by saying this. Former President Donald Trump's name is set to appear on Michigan's primary ballot after the state Supreme Court declined Wednesday to hear a challenge to his candidacy. The decision not to hear the case comes a week after the Colorado Supreme Court determined that Trump engaged in insurrection on January the 6th, 2021 and is barred from running under the Constitution. Trump's plan to appeal the ruling to the Supreme Court, which could determine for all states whether Trump can run again. The Michigan decision provides Trump with a new victory as he tries to get himself restored to the ballot in Colorado and avoid getting knocked off ballots in other states. Okay, let me just say this. Democrats are going to use this Trump thing to pack the court. I have been warning you about the obsession with the left to pack the court, the Supreme Court. 
And this is something that they're going to point to an example. Well, you all know that Donald Trump shouldn't have been allowed on the ballot, right? And this is why the Supreme Court is illegitimate. This is why the Supreme Court should be expanded to X number of members. Many of you uh, that know me know that I co-host a podcast with Senator Ted Cruz. Senator Ted Cruz has been has been warning about this now for a couple of years that what Democrats are going to try to do is they're going to try to then take power and win on some unbelievable issue like taking away your right to decide who's on the ballot. And how they're going to do it is they're going to do it by delegitimizing the Supreme Court. They did this, by the way, with Roe v. Wade and the overturning of Roe v. Wade that happened. Look at what happened. They tried to influence the judges. They leaked the opinion. They then put out what was the equivalent of a kill list of conservative judges, where they lived, their home addresses, and then didn't give them the protection they needed to protect themselves. And then there was even one person that went across the country that was had had plans to kill one of the conservative justices. By the way, those are felonies to try to influence the outcome of a court case by a judge. It's a felony, a significant felony. And that, and, and not only that, but we never found out who leaked it from the Supreme Court, which I believe was the government's way of covering it up. The person who leaked that Supreme Court ruling I think knew they had the protection of the entire U.S. government behind them under the Biden administration. They knew they weren't going to be charged with crimes. The people that went and harassed Supreme Court justices at their homes trying to change and alter the Roe v. Wade decision that was that was leaked. They knew that they weren't going to be arrested and charged with federal crimes of trying to influence a federal judge, which is a federal crime. They knew it. And so now this is all part of their scheme to normalize these radical actions. one 381 3811 1-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Don't forget, I do a morning podcast update for you every day of the week. Download it during the break. It's free. Ben Ferguson podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. More coming up. Traveling for the holidays? Pure Talk has you covered because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network. So the coverage is second to none. So don't delay, folks. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team. Now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin. That's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M to make the switch. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com slash Levin to start saving on wireless right now. Liberty's Voice. Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. And the decision not to hear the case 
Uh, and this is the Supreme Court deciding the state Supreme Court in Michigan uh, week after Colorado Supreme Court determined that Trump engaged in insurrection January 6th, therefore taking him off the ballot. Should be a warning to each and every one of you that we are now living in a time in this country where our government, I would argue, is failing in some of these states that are trying to do this. Um, Democrats will continue to try to overthrow your vote. Democrats are going to stop at nothing now. There is no rule now they will not break. There is no law they will not break. There is no part of the Constitution, I would argue, that the Democratic Party is not willing to run over or rewrite or just ignore completely. And part of that is because we all have to just be intellectually honest that the Democratic Party is dead. The Democratic Party, for all intents and purposes, is, is dead. The Democratic Party is no longer a party that you can get along with because the people of the Democratic Party that I used to be able to disagree with, but we agreed on how great this country are, they're gone. The Democratic Party now is a socialist party, a communist party, a Marxist party, a woke party. They're no longer Democrats. I could deal with Democrats 10, 15, 20 years ago. That party is dead. They are a communist party. And believe them when they tell you they're communists. Believe them when they tell you you're the socialists. Believe them when the squad says what they say and that they hate Israel, for example, and they want to push Israel into the sea and they want to exterminate people that are Jewish. Believe them. When they, when they stand behind terrorist organizations like Hamas and Hezbollah, They're telling you what their goal is. So believe them when they tell you what their goal is. This also is another warning that needs to come out of this that I need to put on your radar screen, and that is this. The Democratic Party is going to try to pack the Supreme Court. That's what this really boils down to. They have tried to undermine the Supreme Court, and they've done one hell of a job of that. They've tried to dehumanize our Supreme Court justices and undermine that court, and and they did this with Roe v. Wade. They've tried to intimidate, which is against the law, a federal law that's an important federal law, the Supreme Court uh, judges, and they're going to do this to other judges. They'll do it to the Supreme Court. They'll do it to any other judge they want to. They're going to do this, folks. They're going to undermine the Supreme Court and they're going to undermine state courts. They're going to undermine elected officials. They're going to undermine every institution of the United States of America that is in their way as they try to remake this country. Look at what's happening at our southern border right now. Like we live in a country without that is filled with now lawlessness and leaders that refuse to abide by the laws. Look at Mayorkas, for example. Look at the president. They're meeting with Mexico's president and trying to act like this is a big deal. This is all being done by design. One of the things that is not talked about enough, and that's why I'm going to also bring it up right now, is the reason why Democrats want to bring in so many illegal immigrants. They're not just coming from Mexico now. They're coming from Venezuela and Argentina. They're coming in from all these Latin American countries and the reason why they're, they want to bring them in is because there's one thing here that people don't seem to understand. 
And that big, big thing that many people don't seem to understand is that part of the reason why they want to flood this country with 20 million, 30 million people is because not only can you fundamentally change this country when you do that, but you're also bringing in people that are conditioned to believe that the government and a big government and a government that, that, that is in charge of you and a government that tells you how to live is a government that they're going to be in favor of. Many of the people that are coming into this country have been conditioned to believe that socialism is not a bad thing. They've grown up in it. That communism is not a bad thing. They've grown up in it. That Marxism is not something that you should run away from because they've grown up under it. They have been dictated to their entire lives in a country or in countries that, that, that are under this type of, uh, of, of dictatorship and control by the elected officials. Do you think that the 20 million or 30 million illegal immigrants that have come into this country really care if the Supreme Court has changed from nine to 25 justices and every time that the Democrats or the communists or socialists don't get their way, they just pack the Supreme Court again to a number that then sides on their side. They they're conditioned to this. So if you want to change this country, this is a way that you do it. It's not just that if you give them amnesty that they're going to vote for these socialists and communist Democrats. It's the fact that they don't believe that socialism and communism is bad because if you are leaving one of these other countries, it's broke and you're coming into a new country that gives you unbelievable benefits compared to what you left, you've hit it rich. Look at the average daily salary in Cuba or Venezuela or Argentina or Mexico. Look at their minimum wage compared to the United States of America. We're having a big fight right now over minimum wage. In fact, we've got, what is it, 22 states that are going to be getting, giving mandatory raises January 1. And many of these states are going to be upping it to, to, to 15 to $22 an hour. There are 9.9 million workers, according to the Economic Policy Institute, which, which are going to get wage bumps. It's going to cost us... $7 billion a year in pay increases, which means the goods, the cost of goods and services are going to have to go up by a minimum of $7 billion. Otherwise, you can't provide for this. So you look at that amount of cash, okay, that amount of money that we're talking about right now, that's a hell of a lot of money. Like that's an unbelievable amount of cash that we're talking about. And so when Democrats, uh, you know, these these new communists and socialists and Marxists come into America and they see candidates saying, you vote for us, we're going to give you all of these things. They are conditioned to vote for that and to believe in that type of socialism and that type of communism. So rewind where we are right now and put it in perspective. We have a government that's spinning completely out of control right now at, at rates that we can't even comprehend or understand. We have a national debt right now that's a point that if every taxpayer had to write a check, it'd be more than $100,000 to pay off the national debt. And then it would only stay at zero for one one thousandth of a second before we're back in debt. Okay, that's a, that's a fact. Okay, that, that's a fact. We have... 
a Democratic Party that's dead, that's now a socialist communist party that is masquerading as Democrats, which they are no longer. They're trying to undermine the Supreme Court of the United States of America. They're trying to undermine the will of the people. They're trying to overthrow the votes of the American people and normalize those actions. They're a government that has weaponized the DOJ and the deep state to come after people, their political opponents. When I say that, I'll back that up with facts as well. Right now in this country, we have an FBI that labeled parents that showed up to school board meetings as domestic terrorists no different than you would label members of Al-Qaeda, ISIS, or jihadists. They labeled them as terrorists, domestic terrorists. Trump supporters, by the way, the media and Democrats have said should be labeled as domestic terrorists as well. Don't, don't forget that. And now they're trying to take the leading candidate of the Republican Party off the ballot full stop. And why? Because they're, they're saying we don't like and we don't trust you. The same guy that won last time in 2016 and they said, well, we don't like that he was elected. So in, instead, what we're going to do is we're going to impeach him over charges that we know aren't real that we created off of a story that we paid for off of a story from a dossier that we funded out of the Democratic Party and the Hillary Clinton for, cam- for presidency campaign. We'll just do that. The warning signs have been there since before 2016, but they went into full effect in 2016. And now look at where we are. We have states that are deciding that the people in their state don't have the right to vote for a candidate. This is Colorado that don't have the right to vote for the candidate that they choose to vote for. The same state, by the way, that is more than happy to sell you drugs that they have legalized because they know that when you're dope heads walking around, you don't really care about anything else. It, It is a little ironic that the first state to fully legalize weed is also the first state to take away the people's right to vote for their candidate that they choose to vote for. Let that come full circle and sink into your psyche for a moment. 877-381-3811 is the number. I am going to get your phone calls in here. 877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Don't forget, I do a morning uh, podcast. I'd love for you to download it and listen to it every morning. When you wake up, Ben Ferguson podcast, it's free. Grab it during the break. Subscribe on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. More after this. Mark Lovin. Traveling for the holidays? Pure Talk has you covered because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network, so the coverage is second to none. 
So don't delay, folks. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team. Now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin. That's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M to make the switch. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com slash Levin to start saving on wireless right now. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. So good to be with you tonight. I want to get to your phone calls. The number one eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Mr. Producer, you said where did you want me to go next? Let's go to uh, Phil. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Uh, thanks for the call, Ben. Uh, the original event was to make a comment on Hunter Biden's uh conference, and I'll make that comment quickly, but I have a unique perspective on what's going on in this country, and my wife is a former member of the Communist Party, so believe me, you are spot on with what you're saying. But let me make the Wait, hold on, hold on, whoa, 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 you, whoa, 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 did you convert her before or after you married the Communist? That's the real question here. <laughs> Actually, neither. She, she figured it out, and she came here to get away from it. I love it. Okay, all right. I was going to say, you're a brave man if you married the communists with the intent to reform the communists. Well done. She, she, she figured it out, and she came here to get away from it. She's a former doctor. She, and what Do you mind me asking, she, what country did she, was she under, under communism and, and supporting well, communism? The, the old Soviet Union, Ukraine, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. But then it was part of the Soviet Union. Yeah. I actually, she was actually born in Kazakhstan. But that's leaving here to there. The Hunter Biden comment first. He um, he said his father didn't it wasn't involved in his business. He didn't say his father didn't benefit from his business. That's a classic non-denial denial. Sure. Well, it's changed. Remember, it was remember it was uh, never talk about business, right? I never spoke with my son about any of his business dealings. Then it was uh, I never benefited from the business dealings, right? So it changed drastically. Then it then it changed again to I never directly profited. And you notice in that press conference, I played that earlier of Hunter Biden saying, um, uh, including my art. Right. He added that in there at the very end. And and if you go back to what I was talking about in the last hour uh, with this, the, the new egregious accusations against the government and how they were covering up some of the uh, just horrific crimes by the Biden crime family. Let me also remind for you, because when I was doing the commentary, I, I wanted to find Gary Shapley. This is what he testified before Congress back in, I think it was July of this year, July 19th to be exact. Take a listen. The Justice Department allowed the president's political appointees to weigh in on whether to charge the president's son. After United States Attorney for D.C. Matthew Graves, appointed by President Biden, refused to bring charges in March 2022, I watched United States Attorney Weiss tell a room full of senior FBI and IRS senior leaders on October 7, 2022, that he was not the deciding person on whether char- charges were filed. That was my red line. I had already seen a pattern of preferential treatment and obstruction. Now, United States Weiss was admitting that what the American people believed based on Attorney General's sworn, sworn statement was false. I can no longer stay silent. I can no longer stay silent because this special treatment. All decisions made in the case were made to benefit Hunter Biden. Prosecutors instructed investigators not to ask about the big guy or dad. That's a cover up. Phil, you still there? So. Yes, I am. But actually, right, if I could just 
make a comment about my wife. Uh, very few people in, in the former Soviet Union were actually members of the Communist Party. So they were, the entire country wasn't a member of the Communist Party. And you're spot on. They, the, they want the party to pick the, the uh, candidates. That's exactly what they want. Because they'll be, they'll be 100% along the party line. Yeah, no doubt. Phil, God bless you, and I appreciate the phone call. And, and tell your wife we said hello. one 381 Let me go to Butch. Line three in Minnesota. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Yes, thanks for taking the call. Going back to tax Biden, um, tax evasion. Under the statutes I've been reading, it says that the uh, statute of limitations does not, does not exist if you normally defraud the government, what's your take on that? I, I, here, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a lawyer. I never claim to be a lawyer. Um, I would assume um, that that is something that they have thought about, right? I don't know. Um, what I do know is they're saying even if they wanted to charge them, they can't because, and you got to understand, they never wanted to charge them, right? They were waiting for the statute of limitations to expire on purpose. The, the yeah, whole thing the fact- was the whole thing was rigged is a better way of putting it. Right. Like it, the whole entire thing was rigged. It was rigged from the very beginning. They did. They, they were they were never investigating Hunter Biden. They were protecting Hunter Biden. And it was OK. We got to act like we're investigating him to protect him. And this is how we protect him. And if we can just keep protecting him and delay. I mean, it doesn't take five years to do this investigation. All right. It doesn't take four years to do this investigation. It doesn't take three years to do this investigation. This investigation into Hunter Biden could have taken And this is, again, I'm talking to lawyers who said this is once the laptop became public, this is the type of investigation that you could handle in probably a year. So why do you drag it out to years, to four years, to five years, to more than that? Because you need the statute of limitations to expire on the most egregious financial crimes he committed. That's why. And to protect the president. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty, and Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to helixsleep.com slash Levin, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and use code HELIXPARTNER20. That's HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show, Hour 3, Ben Ferguson with you, filling in for the great one, and uh, I tell you what, there are just certain people in government that I am actually impressed with, and that list is very short. There are two men that I'd like to nominate as men of the year for the year 2023. James Comer and Jim Jordan would be at the top of my list right now. For their investigative work and methodically going through the Biden crime family, the House Oversight Committee has tweeted out breaking representative James Comer and Jim Jordan are investigating whether President Joe Biden sought to influence or obstruct his son's cooperation with the House impeachment inquiry. Such conduct could constitute an impeachable offense. The letter to the White House counsel reads this way. The House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, Oversight Committee in parentheses, and the House Committee on the Judiciary, Judiciary Committee, and with the Oversight Committee, the committees are, quote, investigating whether sufficient grounds exist to draft articles of impeachment against President Biden for consideration by the full House, along with the House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith. We set forth in a September the 27th, 2023 memorandum, the evidence justifying the inquiry in the scope of this impeachment investigation. On December the 13th of 2023, the House of Representatives directed the committees to continue this investigation. In light of an official statement from the White House, that President Biden was aware in advance that his son, Hunter Biden, would knowingly defy two congressional subpoenas. We are compelled to examine, as part of our impeachment inquiry, whether the president engaged in a conspiracy to obstruct a proceeding of Congress. The committees issued subpoenas to Hunter Biden for a deposition to be conducted on December the 13th. In correspondence with Mr. Biden's attorney prior to the scheduled date of these depositions, the committees addressed and rejected Mr. Biden's justifications for not complying with the terms of the subpoena, as well as Mr. Biden's demand for special treatment from the committees. The committees specifically notified Mr. Biden via his attorney that his failure to appear for the deposition as required by the subpoena would lead to the committees initiating contempt of Congress proceedings. Now, let me also just put this in perspective real quick so you understand this letter dated December the 27th going to the assistant of the president and the White House counsel. This letter going to Ed Siskel also puts in perspective the fact that Donald Trump's children had to sit before depositions for hours on end for crimes that Democrats knew that while they were investigating were made up, that they were fictitious. They knew it because they knew the Steele dossier and Russian collusion was a lie that they created out of thin air. So if 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 Hunter if if Hunter Biden doesn't have to sit, then why the hell did Donald Trump's kids have to sit for depositions that they knew, by the way, were all based on lies when this is all based on facts from his own damn laptop? Just think about that. The letter continues on page two. 
On December the 13th, Mr. Biden did not appear for the deposition as required by the committee's subpoenas. Instead, Mr. Biden appeared on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol with his attorney and representative Eric Swalwell. Isn't that the guy that was hooking up with Fang Fang, the the, the Chinese spy? Isn't that right? Isn't Swalwell the guy that was, yeah, Fang Fang Bang Bang? Yeah, that's him. Mr. Biden gave a lengthy public statement to an assembly of reporters in which he made several statements that are relevant to the House's impeachment inquiry, including representations about his business activities, assertions about President Biden's awareness, and financial, quote-unquote, involvement in these activities, and attacks on the committee's inquiry. The letter continues, Mr. Biden indicated that he would not appear for the depositions as required by the subpoenas, And that he would only testify in a public forum, a demand for special treatment that the committee had previously rejected. Although Mr. Biden professed an interest in answering questions about his actions, he departed the Capitol grounds without taking any questions. The committee subsequently recorded Mr. Biden's non-appearance at the deposition. Later, the letter states on December the 13th, When asked whether President Biden had watched Mr. Biden's statement, referring to Hunter, White House Press Secretary Jean-Pierre stated that President Biden was, quote, certainly familiar with what his son was going to say, quote unquote. Mrs. Jean-Pierre declined, however, to provide any further details about the president's actions or whether the president approved of his son defying the congressional subpoenas. Nonetheless, Mrs. Jean-Pierre, the White House Press Secretary's statement suggests that the president had some amount of advanced knowledge that Mr. Biden would choose to defy two congressional subpoenas. Under the relevant section of the criminal code, it is unlawful to corruptly endeavor to influence, obstruct, or impede the due and proper exercise of of the power of inquiry under which any investigation or inquiry is being had by any committees or either House or any joint committee of Congress. That's what the law states. The letter goes on to say, likewise, any person who aids, this would be Joe Biden, abets, counsels, commands, induces, or procures the commission of a crime as punishable as a principle of the crime. So clearly, if Joe Biden knew about this and was taking part in it, he would be involved in all of these actions that were just stated by the Judiciary and the House Oversight Committees. The letter goes on to say this finally. In light of Mrs. Jean-Pierre's statement, we are compelled to examine the involvement of the president in his son's scheme to defy the committee's subpoenas. The committees have accumulated substantial evidence that Hunter Biden's business endeavors have improperly included his father, and the president has made false claims about his knowledge and involvement in these schemes. In fact, just days before Mr. Biden was scheduled to appear for his deposition, the president claimed he had not interacted with any of his son's business partners. The letter continues, this is false. The president has met with, spoken to, and received money 
sourced from his son's foreign business partners. In light of this evidence, the fact that the president had advanced awareness that Mr. Biden, Hunter, would defy the committee's subpoenas raises a troubling new question that we must examine. Whether the president corruptly sought to influence or obstruct the committee's proceedings by preventing, discouraging, or dissuading his son from complying with the committee's subpoenas. Such conduct could constitute an impeachable offense. Accordingly, and pursuant to the impeachment inquiry, please produce the following information for period January the 20th, 2021, to the president, to the present. Number one, all documents and communications sent or received by employees of the executive office of the president regarding the deposition of Hunter Biden, including but not limited to communications with Hunter Biden, Winston and Strawn, LLP, and Kevin Morris. And number two, all documents and communications sent or received by employees of the executive office of the president regarding President Biden's statement about his family's business associates on December the 6th, 2023. Please produce this information as soon as possible, but no later than January the 10th. So the clock is ticking, America. Thank you for your cooperation with the impeachment inquiry. Signed, James Comer, Chairman of the Committee on Oversight and Accountability, and Jim Jordan, the Committee Chairman of the Committee on the Judiciary. This breaking news coming from James Comer and Jim Jordan, let me just say it again. This is exactly why I love these two men, and I say again, I believe that they are men of the year for doing this the way that they're doing it. I also want to play for you what James Comer had to say on Fox News about the responsibility to continue to investigate the facts in the Biden crime family. I'm going to have that for you coming up next in the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram, Ben Ferguson Podcast, on Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show. And most importantly, make sure you follow my podcast, the Ben Ferguson Podcast, for free wherever you get your podcasts as I do a morning update for you. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. All right, welcome back. It is the ben, our ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. So nice to have you with us tonight. I want to get to this audio. James Comer did a very interesting interview 
uh, laying out some of what I just told you in this letter that is now saying it's time to see if the president of the United States of America was obstructing justice when he was involved with his son and trying to stop his son from giving that congressional testimony. I want you to hear what Comer had to say on Fox News. He was talking uh, on on Hannity uh, with Chavis, who is filling in. Take a listen to this is House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us. I want you to know you are my second favorite House Committee Oversight Committee chairman there's ever been. Just so you I get that off my chest. The second best one ever. I, I wish you worked for The Washington Post or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never happen. But thank you. Um, uh, listen, uh, one of the things that I just laugh about every time I see here the mainstream media, there's no evidence that Joe Biden has done anything wrong. But the money that's been flowing into the Biden family business and all those around him without a product other than Joe Biden uh, is absolutely stunning. When people ask you that question, how do you respond to them? Well, I think most Americans realize that something stinks here. Most Americans realize that we've provided bank statements as hard evidence, statements that show the Bidens have received well over $20 million from our enemies around the world, and they can't answer a simple question. What did you do to receive the money? They also know that Joe Biden stated during the campaign he never met with any of these people who sent his family money and that he had a wall between the government and his family shady business schemes. We know now because of our investigation that he sent dozens and dozens of emails in a pseudonym to many of these business associates. Uh, they won't turn those emails over, as you know, Jason. That's part of the evidence we're, we're continuing to seek to receive through this impeachment inquiry. And we know that he communicated with every single person that he said he never met with that sent his family millions and millions of dollars around the world. So the American people know something stinks here. And uh, that's going to be a problem for Joe Biden moving forward. Not only are his policies a disaster, but the American people think he's a crook. Tell me, go through the list, if you will, just off the top of your head of documents and things that you're wanting to see that you haven't yet been able to get your hands on. Well, first, right now, I think one of the most important uh, amount of documentation that we need are those pseudonym emails. Remember, no one knew about these pseudonym emails until a few months ago. Uh, we found that Joe Biden was using at least three fake names on government emails. Uh, what we didn't know until recently was that he was, in fact, using those pseudonym emails to communicate with not just his son, Hunter Biden, but also with his shady business associates. Uh, the Politico, in, in their ever never-ending defense of Joe Biden, uh, wrote a story when the White House turned over 14 uh, of these emails, which didn't even amount to half of 1% and said, oh, there's nothing here. These are junk emails. But what we learned from the indictment in California, several of those emails that, that uh, Joe Biden used a pseudonym uh, were used as evidence against Hunter Biden in his failure to pay taxes. So there's that is important evidence there. We also need those depositions. There's certainly a reason 
that uh, Hunter Biden's not wanting to come in and answer questions. Uh, we have his bank statements and, and bank records don't lie. So we want to we want to depose Hunter Biden. Obviously, we want to depose all of the business associates. But we also need those those pseudonym emails. And we also have questions for the National Archives. Which countries were involved in the documents that Joe Biden mishandled? That's something that I think is very important of our investigation because we've identified, Jason, a couple of emails that Hunter sent to people in Ukraine, for example, that we believe may be may have been classified documents that uh, that Joe Biden mishandled that were in uh, possibly the garage of Joe Biden's house where his son was living. You, you listen to just that list there, and it's one hell of a list, isn't it? I mean, that's an incredible list of things. J- James Comer, by the way, did a, 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 an awesome um, three-part series with Senator Cruz and I. And if you, if you want to hear it, go grab it. Uh, Verdict with Ted Cruz, wherever you get your podcast. And he did a three-part series just last week going in much more detail into what he was just talking about there. But the big breaking news now is the fact that we have a president that looks like he willingly and knowingly was helping his son obstruct this investigation by not showing up to do this deposition. The same depositions that were required of the entire Trump family and all of their kids. The same depositions that were required uh, of all of their of all of his kids into something that the Democrats knew while they were investigating it was a lie because they made up the lie. They were the ones that made up the Steele dossier. They were the ones that made up all of this. And they were investigating and harassing the Trump family and the Trump children, and they were doing it the entire time, knowing that when they were investigating that all they were trying to do was to to punish their political opponents because they hated them. That's all they were trying to do. This was about pure punishment. Let's get some of your phone calls in here. 1-877-381-3811. 1-877-381-3811. You can also send me your comments on uh, X if you can't get through. Ben Ferguson Show on X. You can follow me on Instagram. Ben Ferguson podcast on Instagram and download the Ben Ferguson podcast as they give you a morning update on the biggest news stories of the day. Grab that each and every day. It's free. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. 
The Mark Levin Show is tomorrow's morning show. You can reach Mark now at 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is The Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Let me also just go back and remind you real quick of the biggest revelations from the Biden family probes in this last year as, as we're now moving forward. And, and just to put in perspective what we've learned in the last basically year now, House investigators under the leadership of Comer and Jordan uh, put in incredible work hours and overtime to investigate the massive web of wire transfers We now know for a fact that there's 20 shell companies. This is how you launder money the same way that, you know, Al Capone and the mafia and the mob and cartels do it. Not only did you have 20 shell companies, but you also had uh, quite a few associates that helped the Biden crime family business rake in at least $24 million from foreign nationals over the course of approximately five years. This isn't a little business. This is a big business, especially when you don't have a product to pay for, right? Because, look, $24 million in business, if you have a widget you're selling and overhead, that's a lot of money. The $24 million is basically $24 million in pure profit. There is no product but access to the government and to the favors of Joe Biden. That is your product. So when you make $24 million from foreign nationals, you're actually making $24 million. You're not having to pay for a product or a good or a service. You're not having millions going out to try to make some profit here. There's not slim margins here with the Biden crime family. It's 100%. You make a million, you keep a million. You don't have overhead. But that's not all that we found out this year. We now know, and it's again, follow the money. And I remind you of this because this is the stuff that you need to be telling all your friends about that don't believe that there is a fire here. There is. There's not smoke. It's a full-on five-alarm fire. Joe Biden received $40,000 in Chinese communist money, again, disguised as a loan repayment. This is part of that funneling the money. We know that Joe Biden received $40,000 in laundered CEFC China Energy, this is a communist Chinese energy company, money in 2017 from the, from the account of his brother. That has nothing to do with Hunter Biden. That's from James Biden and his sister-in-law, Sarah Biden, once again in the form of a, quote, personal check labeled as a loan repayment. Now, this revelation isn't the first instance. It's the second instance Joe Biden personally accepted a suspicious check from his brother, James, who was involved in the Biden crime family and their overseas business ventures. The thing is, there's no there's no product here but Joe Biden. Joe Biden, of course, has denied any involvement in the Biden family business ventures at least nine different times. We know that he was lying to us every single time that he came out and said, I never had anything to do with this, right? I never did anything with this. I never had anything to do with this. Let me, let me remind you of those lies because it's important that you remember what he said. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business Yes, I stand by that statement. I thought the article released the thing on online. It's going to be printed tomorrow. The time is good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. That's the president in his own words. 
telling his son, hey, I think, hey, pal, it's dad. I thought the article released online, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was, was really good. I think you're clear. Joe Biden, I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. We know that is a lie. He has spoken to his son a lot and has denied any involvement in the Biden family business, which we know is a lie. The discoveries that we're talking about now justify concerns raised by Republicans that the Biden business compromised Joe Biden. It also lends further credence to the impeachment inquiry into the president. We also know from James Comer that the FBI tipped off Hunter Biden to an interview that they were supposed to be conducting, confirming the IRS whistleblower's story. FBI officials, it's a fact, tipped off Hunter Biden in the Bureau's criminal probe of him and told a former FBI supervisory special agent to stand by and not approach him. Comer announced in July, confirming key portions of the IRS whistleblower's allegations. Upon sitting for a transcribed interview with the committee, the former FBI agent told the committee that FBI officials in December of 2020 tipped off both the Secret Service and the the Biden transition team about a scheduled interview about its criminal investigation to Hunter Biden. The FBI agent said because of the tip-off, the agent never interviewed Hunter Biden. We also know from James Comer that Joe Biden received direct monthly payments. Let me say that again. We know now from James Comer that Joe Biden received direct monthly payments from Hunter's Owasco PC business account. Well, for a guy that was never talking business with his son, why are you getting direct payments from your business, your son's business account? Joe Biden received direct monthly payments from Hunter Biden the Owasco PC business account, which received payments from the Chinese state link companies and other foreign nationals and companies. Comer's revelations amplified concerns raised again by conservatives, by Republicans, that Joe Biden is compromised. It also provided more evidence to support an impeachment inquiry into the president. An oversight committee aide also said to Breitbart News that the committee is aware of at least three monthly payments of $1,380. James Comer also named nine, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but nine Biden family members who got business payments. Go back to May of this year. Comer named the previously undisclosed Biden family members who received payments from the family's foreign business ventures. Comer described all nine family members as related to Joe Biden. Who were they? Hunter Biden, James Biden, that's Joe Biden's brother, Sarah Jones Biden, that's Joe Biden's brother's wife, Hallie Biden, that's his Joe Biden's uh, ex-daughter-in-law, I guess you could still say daughter-in-law, it was his son, Beau Biden's widow, and then Hunter Biden's ex-lover. You can't make that up. Then Kathleen Bull, Hunter Biden's ex-wife, Melissa Cohen, Hunter Biden's current wife, Two children of Joe Biden's sons, names unknown, and Joe Biden's brother's child, also name unknown. That's not all we found out this past year. Chuck Grassley released FBI records alleging VP Biden was involved in a foreign bribery scheme. Senator Grassley released an FBI informant record in July that alleged Joe Biden and Hunter Biden each received Five million dollars from the founder of the Burisma Holdings after Joe Biden threatened to withhold aid to Ukraine until President 
Poroshenko fired a prosecutor investigating Burisma. Now, we know this is a fact, and the reason why I say we know this is a fact is because that's exactly what Joe Biden said in his own words a little over two years ago. Actually, now it's three years ago. Here's what Joe Biden said at the Council on Foreign Relations event publicly. I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, nah. I said, I'm not going to we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was what, six hours. I looked. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. Son of a bitch. He got fired. That's the president of the United States of America taking your tax dollars, withholding a loan. And while withholding that loan, bragging about the fact that that loan that he was holding out. They got the prosecutor fired that was investigating his son, Burisma, and this company. You, you go back to this year. This is unbelievable. What we found out in the last year, Grassley said he acquired the FD 1023 form by legally protected disclosures from Justice Department whistleblowers. The FBI, by the way, previously allowed lawmakers to review the unclassified documents after much arm twisting by James Comer, but it refused to make the form public. So if you think we're not making progress, you're wrong. If you think having Republicans in charge in the House was not a big deal, you're also wrong. If you think it's uh, this isn't significant, you're wrong. Now, the question is, what do we do with it moving forward? That's the big question. What do we do with all this intel and all this information moving forward? It looks like James Comer. And it looks like. Jim Jordan are putting the pedal to the metal here and they're not backing off. It looks like they're not backing down. They're going full speed ahead. They're not stopping. They're not they're not being distracted. They are full speed ahead. And let me tell you, that's good for all of us. It also is a great thing that we have a new speaker in Johnson, a guy that's committed to clearly allowing this to happen and giving the support and aid to Comer and Jordan. That is incredibly important as well. I know people get disappointed sometimes. They feel like things should be moving faster. I understand it. I get it. I know that there's a lot of people saying Republicans aren't doing enough. This is why I remind you that at least on this issue, they are absolutely doing enough. On this issue, they are really focused, and that's what matters. Let me get some of your phone calls in here and get some of your reaction to all this. 877 381-3811-877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Your phone call's coming up. Mark Levin. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Levin here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. 
AMAC stands out by not only supporting seniors, but also by pushing for traditional American values that affect all of us. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens. You're part of a movement defending our freedoms and securing our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, entertainment, and special insurance rates. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience in our quest for conservative principles. Sign up now at amac.us slash mark, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash mark. And for limited time get a free gift membership for someone who shares your love for our great nation don't miss out on this chance to make a difference folks with amac join today at amac.us slash mark amac.us slash mark and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. It's always an honor to fill in for Mark, and I'd love to keep up with you guys, obviously. Uh, don't forget, you can grab my podcast that I do each and every day, uh, Ben Ferguson Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, and I'll keep you updated on what's happening in the morning until you get to be with the great one in the late afternoon, evening hours. In the meantime, let's get to your phone calls. Let me go to Nancy, line one in Philly. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Hi. Hi there. Great show. Thank you. Um, Not only are unlimited amounts of our hard-earned tax dollars being used to persecute and prosecute Trump and his his friends, um, but they're also being used to uh, feed, clothe, provide medical care for, house, and fly the entire apparently corrupt Biden family wherever they want to go on Air Force One and Air Force Two. But well, let's talk about the flights just for a second. Think about the abuse of power. Hey, brother, right? We haven't even, and, and James is another one that, that I, I think is going to become a much bigger story this year, James Biden and the corruption there. James Biden and Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family, they hoard out government planes and the influence those government planes have when they land. When the vice president was on that plane, Joe Biden, and now Air Force One, when the president's on those planes now, they hoard it out. I, I, I still... I'm in shock that the money laundering has been allowed to continue through Hunter Biden's artwork. And we're being told that he's got artwork that's been sold for a half a million dollars. There is no way that that artwork work would make a half make a half a million dollars if it wasn't for the influence peddling of the father. Like full stop. Like there's no way in hell. That's a bribe. It's the same bribes, by the way, that government leaders around the world have been using the FBI actually wrote a long report warning to field offices about money laundering taking place through art deals and artwork because it's the the value is quote all in the eye of the beholder so the same government that's warning that this is a new way to launder money through artwork is the same group of people that are now allowing this to happen it's also clear that uh, unlimited amounts of our hard-earned tax dollars uh, is paying for the government's behind-the-scenes Biden protection racket. Sure. I, I mean, I, based on the facts, I cannot disagree with any of that. But this is what happens when you have a corrupt government. And this is part of the reason why they've got to stop Donald Trump at all costs. Donald Donald Trump is a guy that they know that if he does come back into office, he has a mandate unlike any other president to 
literally blow up the U.S. government deep state. And so everybody in the deep state that's afraid that that actually will happen, they're going all in to make sure it can't happen, that it doesn't happen because they're afraid they're going to lose their, not just their jobs. I don't even think it's about jobs. Some people said jobs and I got to disagree with that. It's power. It's, it's power. Um, <coughs> that's what it is. It's just, they don't want to lose their power. Nancy, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you. It's good to talk to you. Uh, let me go to Gary in Indiana. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Uh, hi, hi, Ben. I, I just wanted to let you know, Ben, um, you know, I listen to Mark Levin like every night when he's on and you did a phenomenal job tonight. Thank you. I, I, I really uh, appreciate I, that. I always try to do the best job I can for Mark as he's as he has given me this incredible opportunity to fill in for him. And and he's a, he's been a, not just a friend, but a mentor of mine for for decades now. And, and I take it very, very seriously when I get the opportunity to sit behind this mic for him. And I, I try to, to, to do the best job I can to to, to not only make him proud, but also to, to keep you guys, the audience, informed on what's going on when when Mark gets a day off. Yep. Yep. And, uh, all I wanted to say is, uh, you know, uh, there was a fill in for everybody today. Um, and I listened to the Patriot channel all day long, almost. And, um, uh, you by far, you, you set the, you set the bar pretty high tonight. Thank you very, very much. That's very, very kind words. And I, I really appreciate it. Give me your thoughts on, on what you want to say about Hunter and Joe as well. Well, you know, it's just a huge mess, and uh, we need to we need to get it cleaned up and cleaned up fast because otherwise everything's just gonna go down the toilet. I'm sorry. Uh, I, look, I, I get it. it. I, I I I totally get what you're saying there, uh, and and I think you're right. Let me let me also say this real quick, Gary, and I appreciate your phone call. I, I just want to this this broke a moment ago, and I just want to mention it real quick. Uh, I wouldn't be here hosting this show tonight if it wasn't for having a gun to protect myself when I was a, a victim of a gun crime. Uh, I was a, the target of a gang initiation several years ago, and I shot back to save my life. The gun I had was a Glock. Gaston Glock, the inventor of the Glock pistol, passed away at the age of 94. Thank you to Gaston Glock for making that gun, because without him making it, I wouldn't be here. God bless you guys. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and don't forget to download my podcast, The Ben Ferguson Show. See you back here again real soon.